Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Well, we would have a little chit-chat here at the start, but... Unfortunately, during this podcast recording session, Chanel Vella is eating, what have you got now? Danish. A Danish with blueberries on. Mm-hmm. Do you kid yourself when you're eating that, that it's somehow healthy because there's fruit on it? Because I do, I do. No, that. I know it's bad. Have you got sticky fingers? Do you want a yeah. wet wipe? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's give her a wet wipe, clean her up. Bless her. I, do you know what? I don't like people mm-hmm. that pick at their food and don't eat I'm, and I think this may be a reason I love you because I, I commit to eating we're eaters yes. mm. we're eaters I fully commit if someone pick pick picks at their food it just bothers Do you know what me pisses a lot me off? I'll tell you yesterday we went out for breakfast Lots she's just checking her teeth for stuff they have a pick stuff hold on water and pick just swish some water how around. big is your bladder like how come you don't even need to go to toilet <laughs> like you've had a cup of tea, you've had water now. Do you know what? It's from years on the road. You've just practiced at it. Mm. Do you get bladder infections? Yeah, well, I've got a lot of shit going on down there, so probably it's all because of that. You've got to have the cranberry tabs. I used to get them all the time. Cranberry like, like, tabs? Yeah, I have a cranberry tablet every day. Because what is that too? It's, it's a natural something. It protects the bladder from the – so there's bacteria in your bladder and that, you know, when you're going to get a um, – a bladder infection or a UTI or whatever, that's the bacteria kick off into some extra thing. They're always mm. there, but they're under control. But if you have cranberry, it kind of lines oh, got the bladder. You. So okay. I take one every single morning because I used to get them all the time. It would drive me mental. Well, every time Nicholas and I go out to eat, wait, waiters, wait staff constantly think that when they come over with the food, they put my food in front of him. Oh, because you you ordered monster. Soup. Yes, like yesterday, <laughs> I ordered the big breakfast, right? Because yeah. I wanted like the bucket. I wanted eggs, and I wanted hash brown, and I wanted sausage, yes. and I wanted avocado, yes. and I wanted toast. I wanted all the things. So I was just like, big breakfast. I'm done. That's what I want. Yep. Nicholas ordered like a little bit of pissy scrambled eggs and some toast. So when they came, we're constantly switching. Yep. Right? Or then when we go out and if we eat steak, I order my steak blue. Oh, no, that's no, my brother does that. Why? Yeah, it's because it's delicious. And they always put it in front of him. Mm. Oh, I see. I'm an eater. I assume the man wants the. Yeah. 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 I'm an eater. It's good. I like it. It shows a lust for life. I just love food. Good. Yeah, people don't send me enough food. You know how, like, people, like, you get, yeah. I don't get food. Do you get oh, food? Oh, yeah, we do sometimes at work. Oh, fuck. I've got to admit, sometimes we do stuff that sort of encourages the sending <laughs> of it too. Yeah. Like, we stop short of begging. We don't beg. <laughs> <laughs> but we certainly make it a very well-known fact that we like eating things. And if mm. if you want to send it, we're going to be We're going to eat it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Do you want some sunshine? That would room? be how someone could murder me, actually. What, with food? If they poison food and send it to me, because I would definitely eat it. Is that too bright? No. I just felt like we needed some sunshine to come sure. into the room. Would you ever eat something that like a listener sent in? 
I used to work with a guy who <laughs> never would. No. Yeah, I think you yeah. have to be careful, right? You didn't yes. trust anyone, even if it was packaged chocolates. But then people send stuff to the newsroom. Like they sent brownies the other day and everyone ate them. Everyone. If it's com- It was a brownie company though. Yeah, if it's a commercial operation, then I think it's okay. But even then, I yeah. We could kill off every Melbourne celebrity could do it, journo presenter this way. Yeah, because newsrooms are pigs generally. 100%. We're, We're hungry like, all the time. on it, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. And I try and be polite, but I'm, mostly I don't want to be. I want to just when? snatch the food. Well, oh. so a big box of dairy products <laughs> came the other day for, not for my show, for one of the earlier in the in the day shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, I was on it like a seagull on a chip. Were <laughs> you? Yeah. Taking Absolutely. things. I'll have that. I'll have that. I'm going to eat that. It was disappointing food, actually. Now that I say it, there was some things in there that I pounced on that would sure. let me down. I thought it was cheesecake and it wasn't. It was some other weird stuff. We have a few feeders in our, like my boss, lovely, but feeds us. And sometimes, wow. yeah, like he would just go out and buy a whole box of cakes from Laurent oh. and just bring them in and they're in the newsroom for, wow. for everyone. Oh, yeah. my boss to hear that. Yeah, mm. he does But it. I don't want him to hear He's this podcast. Very... How can we make that work? <laughs> He does it all the time. Tell me a story, Chanel. Okay, it's a quick one. Um, we're in 2017, and I'm taking you to Burnham on the Sea. That sounds English. Yeah, it is. We're going to a oh, we're going to a house uh, where 36 year old Lisa Marie Thornton lives, and she lives there with her boyfriend Owen Pallo. Presley. Yeah, 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 I know, right? What did you want to say that you did? Didn't I you? did when I said Lisa Marie. Yeah. Owen and the Saints go marching in. Aren't Elvis Presley people, like fans, Mm -hmm. outrageous? Yeah. Yeah. We had a guy who, uh, in a TV station I used to work in, he was the IT guy, but he was also an Elvis impersonator on the weekend. But his hair was naturally Elvis hair. So he had formed it into the Elvis shape. He didn't wear wigs. Yeah. Maybe he's colouring it and you just didn't realise. I started watching it. But he would come to fix your fucking computer and Elvis would turn up. That's good. I like that. But you forget (laughs) how good – I'm not an Elvis fan in particular. I don't mind him. But there's something bobbed up. It might have been on Netflix the other day or on Foxtel somewhere. Uh, Elvis – was it called The Searcher? People think he's still alive, right? It's a little document. Mm. No. Or do we definitely – I, do I they, don't. I think they think that Jim Morrison's think, still alive. I think people think – Surely not. Elvis sighting. Well, anyway, they showed some very early footage 20, of Elvis. 20. And he could sing like he was a good singer and very handsome. Mm. Elvis? Yeah. Oh, he was strong. Super handsome. Strong. There was something slightly odd about him I couldn't quite put my finger on. Mm. Hmm. Do people, people think he's still alive? Yeah. Do they? Yeah. Okay. I won't sigh. How any... old would he be? I don't know. Elvis, age. Do your Googles. Sorry. Elvis, age. He would. Oh, he's 42 when he died in 1977. So... I love the. Do you love the section people also ask? I love that when I Google a question. Uh, Yeah, eighty-five. Yeah, wow. Like if you Google a question and then underneath it, apart from the results, it gives you other shit. Can I just see what? So I've just asked what age? Age Elvis, forty-two. People also ask how old would Elvis be now? Mm -hmm. Did Elvis marry a fourteen-year-old? 
How did Elvis die? Where is Elvis Presley buried? How old was Elvis when he passed away? Yeah, see? Well done, people. Any questions? Well, Lisa Marie Thornton. Hang on. Let's do – oh, this could be upsetting. Hang on. What? What happens if you Google dead bodies podcast? Uh, let's put who hosts oh and see God. what questions come. Don't do this. Who hosts – I bet, it, I bet it's asking about you and your TV. Who no. hosts dead – what if no one's ever Googled it? They won't. Why okay. would anyone – it's a – who hosts Dead Bodies podcast? Well, it, it comes up with me, but it comes up with the description of the of uh, that's on our thing, and then there's no section. Oh, that's depressing. Oh, People also there's a ask, Wikipedia. Is we have a Wikipedia? No, there is not. Hold on. Oh no, it's a different podcast. That's not ours. No. I was going to say I don't want to over my dead body. I'm terrified to Google this, honestly. Okay, I digressed with unnecessary. I don't want to – don't Google yourself. Don't do it. Yeah. It's not good. I'm getting in a rabbit hole. Okay, go yeah, stop. don't go down stop. that hole. Oh, there's going to be reviews and then Leading we're not going to want to do this anymore. my finger. Go. Okay. So, Owen and Lisa are together, boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're in a volatile relationship. Um, from 2015, they start – this relationship and they have a son in 2016. Lisa had a history of drug and alcohol abuse, anxiety, as well as depression and had been threatening to cut her own throat. On November 23, Owen said he went downstairs to use the toilet and tried to roll a cigarette. He looked up and saw Lisa stabbing herself in the chest and slouching backwards. Palo told police he went to her and she stabbed herself again. He took the knife and threw it away far from her reach. He said Lisa had been really angry about a number of matters, including delays in seeing her daughters from a previous relationship, and she was also angry that her baby had been taken into care. He said they told each other they loved each other, her breathing became shallow, she became cold, and when he looked into her eyes, he knew she was gone. I don't believe him because if she, all of those things that she was sad about or upset about was wanting to see, wanting to be with. Wanting to live. You don't lose that hope, yeah. Correct. Palo phoned police and said Lisa was dead. He claimed Lisa had killed herself. The first police officers on the scene were PC Dinham and PC Wills and both of them were wearing body cameras. Ooh. I'm going to play that now for Ooh, you. Oh, yes, please do. You are in. I am Owen. There is, yeah. Right, step out. I don't want to. You have to, a minute. Come out. Would you? No, no. Yeah, yeah, do you come mind? Out. I have. Don't, please yeah, don't. Yeah, come out. I want you to come out. Can you? Yeah, come out. Before restraining I'm me. I'm not going to restrain you. Just come out a minute. All right. Just stand here a minute. Right. What's happened? She's done herself. Then. Right. She tried killing herself three, five. Where nine, is she at the minute? I had to put them in my bedroom. You out to what? Put her on the bed. Okay, put the phone down. At the moment, I don't know what's happened. All right, so I'm arresting on suspicion. Oh, please. All right. What? Yeah, you go in. Give us a hand. Give us a hand. I was supposed to be going to. Don't drop your phone. I'm not going to. I was supposed to be going to go and get some backy because yeah. you guys were coming well, over. Um, apparently now he's like messing me about. I'm sorry, the police are No, you can put the phone down. The police are here. All right, thank you very much. Okay, Next thank to the car. Oh. I must caution you. you. Don't have to say anything, but harm of defence, not mentioning questions, something which you may later on in court. Introduce some evidence. All right. 
What the hell? Right? That's the weirdest reaction. Wasn't it weird? They're messing me about. Yeah, messing me about. That's my love. Did you hear him say that? Yeah. That's my love. And why was he, was he, he was, because he was in his mind thinking, will I pretend to be in some sort of daze? Yes. Or will I speak to them? (laughs) He was like, and give a story. Now they're telling me to come out. I don't know what to do. And then the lady's still on the phone going, do you need our help still? Yeah. Um, I thought she could have checked a little bit more when the police said, the police are here. Like, right? It might not have yeah. been. I know. So he said, Lisa has done herself in and he's described her. I don't know if you heard it. He said, she's on the bed. Yeah, I yeah. put her on the bed or something. Yeah, mm. I put her on the bed and described her as my love. Um, he's, of course, uh, arrested and cautioned. And PC Wills and uh, PC... Sorry, PC Wills found Lisa on a mattress in an extremely cluttered room wearing a cardigan and knickers. PC Wills seized a knife next to her and she had no pulse. Medics scrambled to the scene and every effort was made to resuscitate her, but she was pronounced dead at 8.14am. Pathologist Deborah Cook carried out a post-mortem on Lisa and found that she had 39 knife wounds to her body. What? These are supposedly self-inflicted, right? Fuck. One being to the inner knee of the left leg and the remainder to her chest and her neck. Dr. Cook concluded that her injuries were not self-inflicted. Pallo was interviewed by police. He told them that Lisa had been in bed, had watched films, including the original Blade Runner. The court heard Palo's phone had 37 still photos and one video showing Lisa after she had died. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, none of which were shown to the jury. What purpose did he think they would serve was asked of him in court. He was jailed for a minimum of 17 years. Um, In court, it was said to him that you kept a very substantial collection of them, being the photos, and this knife came easily to hand when your frustration and anger boiled over into what was an appalling attack on her, bringing about an untimely, terrible and sudden end. So she's there with... How many wounds did I say? 39. 39. 39. And he's claiming they're self-inflicted. You couldn't even stab yourself 39 times. No. Hmm. What a dick. Right. But body-worn footage, so great. It is good. good. I love it. It's so great. And straight away when they say, oh, I forgot to turn it on, like they did with that. Who was that poor girl that was shot in uh, Minnesota, was it? Minneapolis. Mm Mm-hmm. can't think of a name. Oh, uh, oh, won't come to me. You know the one. And strangely, the police didn't have their body cameras on. Hmm. Yes. Bit sus. Sus. Um, Do you remember I did in a recent episode uh, escalators and elevators? Yes. Mm -hmm. And we all went, well, that's it. I'm taking the stairs from now on. Yes, yes. Well, oh, side note, I'm going to do that to myself. Did you watch the Friends reunion? I did. Did you love it? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Kristen, gang up on Channel Why do you, like it? Why do you Is that... like it? Okay. What was with the celebrity catwalk? Yeah, that was, that was shit. That was shit. Was and you could literally no. see Jennifer Aniston's face being like... Is this what my career is being reduced to? <laughs> she got two point five million for the pain. Oh well, that's true. Mm. I liked seeing them all together again. I liked seeing their faces, as in, I liked seeing their 
physically what their faces look like now. Yeah, Courtney Cox's face is very unusual. They've oh, all had a bit of work. You, which, oh my goodness, I saw a picture that Sarah Jessica Parker put on Insta of her with Cynthia Nixon and um, uh, uh, Charlotte Kristen Davis. Yeah. Kristen Davis's face. Crazy. It's very see i love seeing people's faces i enjoyed seeing all of them and obviously mm. joey is the only one that didn't do anything because he's larger now he was so happy to be there and he was so happy Overjoyed. to be there um old mate ross no chandler oh yeah mm. he's not been well and was, i was a little worried he was about angry yeah is he angry He's, he's been really unwell. He's had all sorts of drug problems. Oh, the, has yeah. he? Oh, yeah. No, he's really been. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. And a, a part of me was concerned about what that fresh injection of funds into his Well, because he was like, well, no one, him. no one calls me. Yeah. Yeah, he's been on the, uh, I'm just oh. showing Chanel the picture on Sarah Jessica Parker's. Oh. So your face looks completely different. She looks a bit Donatella. Yeah, it's, it's not, no, no. not her other face, which is a shame. Naturally beautiful, but there you are. Sarah Jessica still looks the same. All right. So the reason I mentioned the Friends thing is because of the scene where that came up. One of the funniest things ever to happen on Friends was where they're trying to get the couch up the stairs. Very funny. Pivot. And it's funny because pivot. Yeah. Pivot. Yeah. Pivot. Kirsten, put audio in. Pivot. Oh, that's my favourite scene. Here we go. Pivot. <laughs> pivot. Yeah, it's very good. Because it's such a man- mundane thing and it's, yeah. it, we have all done and it. And they were legitimately losing it. Yeah. Yeah. And and everyone has tried to get something into a house at some point and not been able to. Totally. screamed at the other person, move it, move it. And you, like the, at the start of your moving process, you're like, I don't want to scratch any walls or blah, blah, blah. And then you get that one bit of furniture where you're like, I will fucking ruin this corner of the house. I will ruin it to get it in. I'm done. We can get someone on air task to fix it later. <laughs> There's a dresser in, because my house is so old. There's a dresser in the kitchen yeah. that we tried to get out when we were renovating the kitchen. Yeah. And it, it literally doesn't fit out the doorways because See? the house is so old they built the dresser in, in the, the house. kitchen yeah and so it does you can't get it out and it's ever so it cannot go in there right room, has to stay in that room yeah can't move uh very frustrating and that was me going it must go, go out yeah. it, it must, must this it, must happen it will not no never happening um so let's have a look at how many people die on the stairs or in a stairwell. Now, you can stop okay. any time when you get sick of them because there's okay. a million of them. Okay. Uh, in Australia, the most recent figure. So I just to be clear. Find, yes. We've ruined lifts and escalators and now we're ruining stairs. No one's ever leaving the ground floor okay. ever. Okay, sure. Uh, in Australia, 2008 was the most recent figure I could find. 52 people died on and from stairs and steps. Uh, in America, I think it's around about 12,000 a year. In the UK, um, their latest figure was 2015, 787 deaths caused mm. by falls on steps or stairs. That's more than two a day. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So here's a few notable ones. Uh, October 2018. Yes. I recently slipped downstairs. I actually said yes before the day. <laughs> you did. You saw, saw my hand. For it. Because I think there is a fair PSA to be put out about using your phone or looking at your phone while taking the stairs. No one's going to look at the 
public service announcement or the sign that says that. I know, but you just don't do it. Don't look at your phone while you're taking the stairs because I was walking downstairs looking at a phone, at my phone, yeah, and I almost missed the step and I had that heart attack <sighs> feeling where you're about to die. You know the feeling where you go, oh, almost, my soul almost left my body. Oh. I hate that. I've yeah. always had a feeling that so when the babies were the kids were little and you had to carry yeah. them because we've got a flight of stairs in the house. Always thought in my head I'm gonna drop that them. I'm going to fall, fall with the baby, yeah. and I still hold the handrail like yeah. my life depends yeah, yeah, yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. And when we moved in, Bailey was about two years old, and I was down standing just inside the front door. He had started to climb the stairs, following yeah. Kieran upstairs. So he was about halfway up. Terrifying. And I called out to him mm. and he turned – because he was doing that sort of semi-walk, semi-crawl mm-hmm. thing that two-year-olds do. And he turned oh, around. No. Yes, yes, no, yes. Turned around to see what I was saying yeah. and fell back. So I never speak to anyone on the stairs. Okay, okay. Um, and I've got yeah. another stair story I'll okay, get to go. in a minute because I remembered uh, um, my nearly dead body story. Okay. Um, let me see. John Hewitson was 90. They, he lived with his wife, Chun, in Alderberg in Suffolk. She was 55. Now, Chun was known as Connie, and she was a full-time carer for John. He had dementia and glaucoma, but they'd also been married for 12 years. So it sounds like a very sweet relationship. She looks after him. Uh, on this particular day, neighbours noticed that the front door was slightly open, so they called the police, and they found Connie dead on the stairs. Oh. John was still alive, but he was taken to hospital and died later. A few days before this happened, Connie had told her daughter that she'd nearly fallen down the stairs as she was taking John to bed because he had weak knees and she had to help him because he was very unsteady. So uh, an inquest ruled that Connie had suffered a severe head injury when she fell down. She died and John's cause of death was bronchopneumonia. Um, I had a friend who asked me to come and help a friend uh, a mutual friend whose mother had died. So the father had died some time ago. The mother yeah. was the only one left. She had died. And they had in a very well-off couple and in their lives they travelled the world a lot, and a lot and they had all these lovely things in the house. Yes. And because I collect antiques, she asked, would I come over and just say that this is worth putting in an auction or give that to charity or yeah. put it on eBay or That's whatever. That's an extraordinary... What if you, mm. I'm not doubting your antique capability of identification. Yes. But what if, we've all seen Antiques Roadshow. Oh, where they get it Look wrong. Look at this shit brown vase. Yeah, put that yeah. for donation. Actually, that's worth $4 million, $4 million. Yeah, well, I'm kind of, yeah, I didn't give the no to, I didn't go give it to charity. Right. Stick it out on the you nature strip to anything unless I was absolutely certain because okay. I, don't want, I don't want to miss yeah. the moment. Yeah, okay. The Antiques Roadshow okay. moment. Um. Anyway, so that's all sort of side note. I was there at the house and I'd been there for a while going, yeah, put those there, that over there, that over there. And I, my eyes just kept sort of in the corner of my eye going across to the staircase, oh. which was carpeted with white carpet. But then I was sort of aware, but not really aware. And it was a while before I asked my friend, the one that had said to me, can you come over and just oh, help no. us? There was a sheet over the stairs. And I said, and she said, where they found her so she'd fallen on the stairs and died so they just put a sheet over it while they were clearing all the stuff out of the house 
So I still haven't seen a dead body, but I saw where it was. Right. Mm. Uh, 7th of March, 2020, a 35-year-old English footballer named Peter Whittingham. So he apparently played for Aston Villa and Cardiff. He died on the stairs at a pub. He'd been at the Park Hotel in Barry drinking for hours with his brother-in-law and a friend. They were watching a game and he hadn't eaten since breakfast. Apparently he raced out the house. He was really excited to see the game. So they looked back at the CCTV and it showed him in the corridor of the pub in a bit of what they said was horse play, he lost balance oh, no. and then he <gasps> walked. Yes. How have I never told this story? What? Oh, my God. What? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I need you to cast your mind back to when Chanel was not a serious news reporter, but to when I used to work in nightclubs. I struggle with this, but part of me loves it. I worked in nightclubs for a really long time. Yep. From when I was about 19. See, I don't really like going out to nightclubs. So I knew a lot of people that worked in nightclubs and then I just started working in them. So Mm. that was the happy medium for me. Right. Right. So I worked at this one particular nightclub where um, I would work at reception. So you would come in, you would pay me to get entry into the nightclub. Okay. And uh, the reception desk... I want you to think like Harry Potter. So Harry Potter used to live under the stairs. Yes. It was a little cutout under the stairs and we would sit in there. Mm -hmm. People would walk in, they'd pay us in our little cubby hole and then they'd go up the stairs. Okay. Right. Okay. So these stairs were such a fuckery because you've got two flights of stairs to get up to the nightclub. Yep. And when you get to the top of the stairs, there's a nightclub and people drink. And yeah. then people have to come back down the stairs. It doesn't make sense. It makes no sense at all. Yeah. Like none at all. So when the, the nightclub would close at two and we would have a security guard that would stand, there, there was like a landing that we'd put one there yep. and we'd put one at the bottom. And his, their jobs were just to constantly yell at people wow. who were being dickheads on the stairs. Anyway, and... It was those stairs where you could stand at the bottom and look up through the middle of them. Oh, yeah. So you could see up the top. Anyway. I hate that gap through the middle of stairs. Have you you been to the Royal Melbourne Hospital? Do you Uh, know what freaks me out more than anything? Wait. There's a stairwell. Yeah. But on each level. Yes. I might have mentioned this. There's a net, like a big, sturdy rope net. Right. Because I'm sure that at some stage people have... Well... So Don't. my sister and I used to work at the nightclub together. Yeah. And we're sitting there and it was, you know, past peak time, heading towards closing time, but we're not really serving people, so we're kind of talking shit, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the ne- the next minute we're talking and we hear this <gasps> and this massive crack and I knew that it was a person. <gasps> yeah. I fucking knew it was a person straight away and I saw him fall <gasps> through my peripheral vision so I, I saw the body come down oh. and I heard it crack oh what was the crack was it the head <gasps> yeah so and my sister and I grabbed each other just one second Episode. <laughs> I know. Episode. 123. I know. 123. I know. You have been sitting on this. I don't know how this. I've forgotten this. 
So was he all right? Because I feel like in the hierarchy of bad shit I've seen, this wasn't right up there for me. That's that's massively traumatic. I know. So I remember. So he fell through the middle of the stairs, wow. through that vent, yeah, crack yeah. on the ground. Yep. And my sister and I grabbed each other. I remember we were like, oh, my God, oh, my God. It's definitely a person. It's definitely a person. Fuck, 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 fuck. And so by this stage, this guy's friends, yeah. who were obviously walking down the stairs with him, are screaming <gasps> and running down the stairs yeah. to get to the bottom. That's not a good idea either. Right? So then my sister and I are out of our little cubby hole by this point. He's on the ground. Wow. He had blood coming oh. out of his ear. Oh. Mm. And I remember I ran outside to the guards and said, shut the entry because we just couldn't have people walking in. Yeah. And then we had this issue of people who were also coming down the stairs to exit. So we're trying to send security guards up to block the exit up the top and to tell people to go out the fire escape because yeah. we didn't want people coming down. He's lifeless on the ground, this oh, guy. God. We're calling the Ambos. Ambos come and they're, you know, we're on the phone. They're going, don't move him, don't touch him, blah, blah, blah. His girlfriend is by this stage down on the stairs, sorry, down on the ground. Yeah. And I'm like pulling her off going, you can't do anything. You just have to wait. Like, don't touch him. We don't know what's like, just don't touch him. So I'm hugging her. The ambulance is coming. They take him away. And then we're just like, we don't hear anything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we don't know what's happened. Blah, well, they're blah. not going to tell you. No, we're just the nightclub people. So then word kind of filters through to us a couple of weeks later that he he was okay. Oh. And that, you know, he did have a, quite a severe head injury, but he was okay. I reckon it was a year later. Yeah. He came back to the club. <gasps> he came back to the nightclub. Slow Luna. And he came up to the door and he goes... Hey, how you going? I'm the guy that fell through the stairs. I was screaming. I was like, oh my fucking God. We thought you were dead. We gave him free entry and free drinks for life. Oh my God. Oh my God. We told him to be much more. So what had happened was he had slid. He jumped up on the banister and attempted to slide down the staircase and fallen backwards. And it's such a long way up. Right? Yeah. Could you imagine that feeling, Terrifying. though, of knowing that you're falling backwards? Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, I'm falling, I'm falling. Yeah. And totally intoxicated. Holy but then he kept moly. coming to the nightclub after that, and we would high-five him and give him free entry. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, There's another hotel in Richmond that I look at. I always look at this stair. Is it the Corner mm. Hotel? No, the, um, on Swan Street. I always look at the stairs and think, that's the dumbest idea ever. Ever. Don't have stairs where drunk people are going to be. Correct. Probably having sorry, a Sorry, I hijacked your stair story. No, 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 it's all right because that completely fits with what – well, this guy had been with his mates. They were mucking around in the corridor, a bit of horseplay, a bit of wrestling, mm-hmm. whatever boys do. And then the last thing that they see on the CCTV is him walking through a fire door, which is oh, off camera. Yep. And that's where he fell down eight steps and Jeez. hit his head. So eight steps or eight flights? Steps. Okay. His brother-in-law, Robert Williams, was with him. He found Peter lying at the bottom of the stairs. His mm-hmm. face was to the side. And when he tried to lift him, his body was limp. And the friend who was with them... just came up on my phone. That's too tiny for my eyes. Ladder falls can cause serious injury or death. Oh, how bizarre. The government just warning us. They're listening. Oh, you get different alerts to me. Um, 
the friend who was with them, Ryan Taylor, said, I walked over to him to offer my hand, thinking he would just take it and I'd help him back up to his feet. When I looked more closely, I could see he wasn't moving and something was wrong. He said Peter's eyes were wide open, almost completely white, having rolled back into his head. He was taken to hospital, but he died on the 18th of March, 11 days after the fall uh, from a traumatic head injury. Mm. And the really sad part was his... He had a son with his partner, Amanda, and she was pregnant and their next baby was born two months after he died. Mm. Um, oh, now, this one has photographs which we'll put up on our social media. So Catherine Scullion was 93 and she had a chairlift fitted to her stairs by I the local council. I want one of I want to be, go on, no. Yes, I, I had a, I had a lot of feelings just then. I started off by saying, I want one of them. I'm a <laughs> I just want to go on one. Yes, so I don't do I. need one. No, but it'd be fun. Well, they look like fun. Yeah, they look like fun. Well, that's how I feel too, but yeah. I'm not sure. But it'll ruin the look of the stairs. Anyway, yes. so she, so the council fitted it. This happened in 2015. Okay. And she was old, so it meant that she could stay in her own home. So yeah. with the council, it's a better option. It's Great. cheaper to install the chair. So she got up in the night to make a cup of tea and the chairlift got stuck 12 oh. stairs up. At a bend in the staircase. She tried to operate the buttons. It wasn't working. She was getting cold. So she tried to get out and that's when she fell. Oh, no. And she hit her head all the way down and was basically scalped. Oh. So they found her the next morning in a pool of blood. I'll show you the photos in a moment. Was she alive? No, her oh. injuries were so bad, the doctors thought she had been attacked with oh a machete. Oh, my God. So as well as the scalp injuries, she, uh, actually, no, I beg your pardon, she was alive. Oh. Um, 93, gosh. Uh, she'd broken her neck in two places. So she died 11 days later in hospital. And the family sued the local council. They yeah. claimed the machine was 17 years old and it should have been replaced. And her daughter, Maureen. As in they fitted an old one? No, they fitted it. 17, 17 years, years ago, ago oh, right. and hadn't replaced it. So her daughter released the picture. So that's why I feel okay to – I'm going to show it to Shano in a second, um, Kirsten, I'll send it to you. Um, her daughter released the picture of the stairs where she fell, which is really shocking, because her family wanted something good to come out of the death. So they thought if we can just get the message to people to right. check their stair lifts. And just for the record, the council did investigate and they found that there were no faults with the stair lift or well, any there was need a fault. For, for it to be replaced. Hang on. Well, I would argue that. I'm, I'm sure the family to would too. The <gasps> stair lift. There is the bottom of the stairs oh, where she fell. Bit of a mess. There is literally blood everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, I don't know if there's another photo. Jesus. But, um, but we'll pop that up on our social media. No, that's not Oh, the one. I see. So it's actually not a straight set of yeah, stairs. There was it, a curve wrap around. In the it goes up around a corner. Yeah. But the set, the honestly, it's so bloody at the bottom of the stairs. Jesus. So you can see why the family released it because that must have been so terribly upsetting for them. All right. Uh, more stairs. 57-year-old Laurie Wolf was found dead at the bottom of a wooden staircase in Oakland, California in 2014. And her husband, Joseph Bontempo, said the stairs had just been cleaned and oiled and that Laurie oh. had been wearing socks and so she slipped. That is However, that is a real thing. You'd be a terrible investigator. No, but you can really slip on stairs. Yeah, you can. But they checked and the stairs were dusty. So nobody had just polished the stairs. They did an autopsy. They found that Laurie had defensive wounds on her hands. She had eight deep gashes on the back of her head. And the amount of blood at the scene suggested that she died from blunt force trauma rather than a trip down the stairs. Um, 
And oddly enough, her, her hands and face appear to have been washed. Oh. And they determined that she'd been at the bottom of the stairs anywhere from two to six hours before the police called. So her husband changed his story a few times of where he was at the time that Laurie fell. Yes. And he was eventually ordered to stand trial for her death and in November 2016 got 15 years for killing her. Uh, the court was told that he had actually bashed her head onto the edge of a step seven times. Oh. One of the best known staircase deaths is that of Kathleen Peterson, which is the Netflix series The Staircase. Mm. Yeah, So that was December 2001. She was found dead at the bottom of the stairs and there were seven deep lacerations on the back of her head. It didn't look like a fall uh, and it was mostly dried up by the time her husband, Michael Peterson, had called an ambulance at 2.40 in the morning and there appeared to be fresh blood on top of cleaned up smeared blood, which suggested that the death had happened in two stages Mm. and her body was found neatly placed at the bottom of the stairs. Her head was in line with her spinal cord, which wouldn't normally happen if you'd had a fall. Um, There was that bizarre theory about the owl, that an owl attacked her outside and she ran inside and hit her head on the first tread of the stairs. Bullshit. Yeah, that is bullshit. Uh, Michael Peterson was convicted of Kathleen's murder in 2003, but released in 2011 because they, um, the blood spatter analyst, Dwayne Deaver, they said that he had given false testimony. Mm. So in 2017, Peterson was charged with the voluntary manslaughter of Kathleen and he entered what was called an Alfred plea. This is really weird. This is where you plead guilty when there is enough evidence to convict, but the defendant is still saying they're innocent. Okay. But he pleads this guilty plea. I don't get it. Anyway, he ended up with a maximum of 86 months in prison, but because he'd already served some time, yes, right. he didn't have to go back to jail. But the added layer of strangeness in this particular case, Elizabeth Ratliff was a friend of the Petersons and she had died in Germany in 1985. She was found dead at the foot of a staircase with injuries to the head mm-hmm. and her death was investigated by both the German police and the US military police and the autopsy concluded she died from an intercerebral hemorrhage then she collapsed and fell down the stairs but the weird thing is that on the night she died the petersons had been there for dinner uh, with ratliff and her daughters and michael peterson had stayed and helped her put the children to bed before going home so it was the nanny that found her the next morning but he was the last person to have seen her alive so it could just be a bizarre coincidence um before his trial on his wife's death they exhumed elizabeth ratliff's body and they did a second autopsy and they reevaluated the findings and they found sufficient evidence to overturn the earlier finding that uh, and uh, that it was an innocent thing that she had the yeah. cerebral hemorrhage and fell they listed the cause of death as homicide but they never actually accused michael peterson of that death because um, that they didn't have enough evidence to go ahead with that but they said he could have learned enough from that death in order to to uh, carry out his own wife's death. Um, I'll skip around to one more. Katrina Ditto, 38-year-old, 2011 in San Diego. She was found dead at the bottom of her stairs at home. Her husband, David Ditto, said she fell, but the first responder, Lisa Challenger, said that uh, her body 
wasn't at the bottom of the stairs. It was slightly around a corner. And she said, you don't fall down the stairs and then bounce around a corner. There was a lot of blood around the body, bruises on her legs and a shoe print on her leg. And when they found her, the leg was facing downwards. So oh. I don't know how that would have happened. And the husband had scratch marks on his face. Karina had actually died of a cardiac arrest, but that didn't mean it was an accident. David Ditto had taken out an accidental death and disability insurance for Karina about five months before she died and she'd been writing to her mother in the months before her death to say that he was controlling and verbally abusive. So he was convicted of her murder in October 2011. This is a lot of stair deaths. It is a lot of stair deaths, isn't it? Are they getting boring? One more stair death. Go. It's a lot. You're actually sick of them I'm now. like, how many more stair deaths? I know, what I was the other looking. one that you did where there were so many? There's a and few, Kirsten been a few. and I stopped you. There's been a few. <laughs> well, was okay. what was it? Well, there's been the ships at sea. <laughs> no, it there's was There's been another the elevators, one. the escalators. I think it was one of them where we were like, this is enough. I've done a lot of research. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. One I'm like, more. how many more does she have one there? One more local one. All right, go. This is the one, I promise go. you. This was a bit sad. This is very sad, actually, this one. Oh. Uh, 2017, January, in New South Wales, a 71-year-old man by the name of Bernard Gore went into Westfield Bondi Junction shopping centre and was never seen alive again. So he left his daughter's apartment and he was on his way to meet his wife outside Woolworths, but wasn't seen again. Sure. So the CCTV captured him walking into the centre, wearing a white hat, red and black jacket. At 12.50, you see him opening the door to a fire stairwell. So three weeks later, after oh complaints about a bad smell in the area, a maintenance worker has a look, found Bernard lying in a semi-kneeling position on the ground and he was dead. Oh. So the coroner's report said it appeared he'd been sitting on a chair that was found near his body and he'd fallen forward and off the chair. The um, New South Wales Deputy State Coroner, Derek Lee, was really critical of the efforts or the lack of effort in, in trying to find him because he was missing for 22 days. Um, he said the police search could be described as a, a walkthrough, largely ineffective in confirming whether he why arrived or was he sitting was on a chair there. in the stairwell? I don't know why a chair was there. And they did determine later the chair shouldn't have been there, but he was obviously just tired and okay. confused. They're, they didn't search the physical uh, uh, the fire stairs, uh, police or security. They didn't do a code grey, which is what they issue if there's a child or a vulnerable yep. person goes missing and everyone searches. The push-button exit door at the bottom of the stairwell hadn't been opened in the three weeks, so no alarm was activated. So he died inside the fire stairwell. Um, it wasn't understood why he wasn't able to get out, but... I think he had recently been diagnosed with early onset dementia. So the inquest heard there are between 10 and 14 kilometres of fire stairs and corridors at the shopping centre. So what it means now is that um, it now is routine for them to check the full length of those Got more you. routinely yeah, and more frequently. So unfortunately, just a sad thing. I mean, being trapped. Can you imagine that? I mean, that's what makes me terrible. sad is to imagine how yeah, confused and totally. frightened he would have been. Yeah, and the anguish for his family would have been just imagine, unimaginable. And I've got a feedback to tack on the end of it, and I know yeah. you're sick of hearing me talk. Is this about stairs? <laughs> yes. Because yes, <laughs> if it is, we'll have to stop you. <laughs> it's not me talking, it's okay, Gemma. Go. Okay, it's Gemma. Gemma go to Gemma, go to Gemma. Do you want to read Gemma's feedback? How about you do that so it's a different voice? There, you'll need to just scroll okay. down. You know how to operate a laptop, I'm sure. I don't Feedback from Gemma. Hi, ladies. All nice things. I'm currently listening to the Escalator Deaths episode and have had to stop washing the dishes and run to my computer to tell you all my experiences with an escalator. I was at Flinders Street. Oh, no. 
I've read ahead. I was at Flinders Street Station in Melbourne wearing a long skirt. My train was about five minutes away and I was in in no rush, just riding down the escalator when I felt my skirt being tugged at. Oh, God. I started to panic as I realized my skirt was caught in the escalator. Thanks to a quick-thinking gentleman behind me, I didn't have to ride the train all the way out to Belgrave in my undies as he yanked it out for me. Safe to say that safe to say that since the incident, if I have to ride an escalator while wearing a skirt, I hold it up. Anyway, keep up the good work and fabulous banter. Why did that make me think of when you're at high school and you get your period and your school dress has got a mark on it, so you have to tie your jumper around your waist? That's the worst thing. Having your skirt ripped out by an escalator, though, would have to be... That's, Terrible. Oh, yeah. I don't. You'd be thinking, but also at Flinders Street Station of oh, all the places. That's our main station. High and traffic what if you going on there. A jumper. I would say to someone, "Give me your jacket." I'm sorry. Give me your jacket. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you. I'll yeah, you I don't for care. It. Or I'd be thinking, can I cut a hole in the back of my, in the bottom of my backpack and pull it up over my <laughs> self? What am I doing here? <laughs> what are my options? Like a, like do I buy shorts. a newspaper? Buy what a newspaper. do I do? Sometimes I have. Um, Weird, irrational thoughts. Okay, so here's what happens is sometimes when I'm coming to work and I've got like a pair of heels on or something, instead of wearing the heels down to the garage, which is probably a a little bit of a walk, um, I stop in and see the chickens and -hmm. I don't want to wear my heels into the chicken pen because I've got Mm -hmm. chicken poo on them. So I wear my Crocs down to the garage Mm -hmm. and put my shoes in my bag. But Mm -hmm. every now and again, I'll be halfway to work and think, (gasps) Are my shoes in my bag? Have I got my shoes or not? Yes. What am I going to do? Yes. And I have this decision. Will I go into work barefoot all day or will I go to work with Crocs on? Which you would go you do? Go to work with Crocs on. Yeah. Kirsten, which and then, one will yes, I? Yes, you would come to work with Crocs on and then we'd turn it into content. That's what would yeah. happen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Actually, Kirsten is spot on. That is exactly what the you would do. embarrassed me, the teenage me, yeah. wants to go bare feet. No, because bare feet makes you look crazy. Mm. It does. <laughs> what do Crocs do? <laughs> well, at least with the Crocs, you could explain the situation. See, the worry would be that people wouldn't say, hey, what, that they wouldn't ask me about the Crocs if they would someone just accept that I was wearing them. Someone at work would have shoes. Do you reckon? Yeah. Someone's always got deodorant. Definitely. Haven't they? I, I like to think that I'm the person with all the stuff in their bag. One if time. Goes wrong. Before yes. a live cross, yes, I was getting ready in the car. I can't remember for the life of me why I had my shoes off, but I did. I opened the door, and as I opened the door, one of my shoes fell out and straight down a drain. <gasps> no, <laughs> I That's heard Kirsten laugh. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so it was too close to the live cross to do anything. So I was just like. Well, that's that then. So I just walked over to where my cameraman was with one shoe on. You kept one shoe? Yeah, I kept the one shoe. Ah. It just felt better. Yeah. And then he said, why the fuck is your... And I said, I opened the door. It fell out and went down the drain. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) And we did not talk about it. And and I did my live cross and then got back in my car and drove home. Did you... Plant both feet on the ground, or did you sort of lift the non-shod one? I felt like I was lifting up? the non-one, but I have to be quite planted for a live cross. I need both feet on the ground, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think I just did it, and then I was just like, "Well, oh, just another fucking day in the life of <laughs> Chanel Vella." Here we are. 
<laughs> one shoe. I just think people think it's really glamorous. And were these and it's your, not. No, were these your sort of because I don't know you have confessed before that you buy cheap. They were they yeah, were flats. shitty. They were shitty murder flats. Yeah, 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 they were. Okay. So I wasn't that upset by them. Okay. Yeah, but it's, then I remember I took the other one home, and then I was like, I don't know what to do with this one shoe now. I just have to throw it in the bin. Oh yeah, what do you do? Yeah, I just chucked it out. Yeah, you have to. That's mm. a bit sad, isn't it? It is. What's it like when you see clothes or sh- a shoe in the bin? It's like, oh, there's a murder. Something's been disposed of right. here. It does, look a bit, <laughs> it does look a bit suspect. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vella and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.